Rain could have a major impact on the Bay Area's commute, and BART is no exception. Welcome to Hidden Tracks, Stories from BART. On this edition of Hidden Tracks, we're answering your questions about why BART so often faces delays when it rains. BART has a game plan to keep weather-related issues to a minimum that's put into action by a team with decades of experience. Preparation and hard work are key. The effort began well before this winter's storms arrived. Grounds crews worked for months to trim back trees and brush that could be threatened by powerful winds and rain. That effort has led to a sharp decline in the number of trackway obstructions compared with last winter. To learn more, we'll visit with John Flores, who's the superintendent of BART's Vehicle Trouble Desk. But first, let's hear from the manager of BART's Operations Control Center. And I'm now speaking with Fred Edwards, the manager of the Operations Control Center here at BART. And Fred, first of all, thanks for taking some time for us on this. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, a lot of our riders have questions about BART and the rain. We've had a lot of storms recently in the Bay Area. It's certainly good news when you talk about getting out of the drought, but for BART, not necessarily the best case scenario sometimes. So let's kind of start with, you're in charge of the Operations Control Center. That's really the nerve center for our BART operations. When you guys know that a storm is coming, what steps do you take to prepare for that? First, we do pay attention to our weather patterns. Uh, we do get reports from the national site, weather site. However, uh, what I really want to point out is if you look at the work we've done over the last three to five years, both with maintenance and in transportation, you'll notice that we did not have as many rain or water-related incidents this year as we normally would. So that is, comes from a result of cutting down trees and having a very aggressive tree program, trimming program, where we brought in contractors in addition to our own personnel. Uh, when we know that the first rain or storm of the season is coming in, we were really aggressive in getting our crews out there to clean out the sumps, clean out the drains, uh, especially in those areas that we don't control where we have a lot of leaves. They clog up our drains. Also, we've weatherproofed our boxes, our electronic boxes on the wayside. Water and electronics don't mix. So what we've done on our, on our wayside or within our right-of-way where our trains run is we've, over the past three to four years, have really done a good job of hardening those boxes, those electronic boxes, so that they aren't um, subject to the weather or even uh, cold weather. So that has really been a large part of it. So as a storm comes in, uh, we know where we have problem areas. We work with the maintenance group to get them into those areas. Um, but it has been really a three- to four-year project that has culminated this year with not as many, knock on wood, uh, incidents where we've had trees falling down. I think we've only had two actual trees fall down this year. One was in a parking lot, so it doesn't count, right? Only one that fell close to a wayside did not strike a train. Um, so we were able to continue past that. Uh, whereas in previous years, you would have seen, you know, 10, 15, 20 trees down, especially with the heavy rain that we've had in the past uh, couple weeks. I think it's important to keep in mind, too, that there are so many moving parts in this system. And you mentioned the track components. It's easy to forget about that, that BART is a lot more than just the rail and the train cars. There are a lot of moving parts here that keep everything working. That's correct. And most of them are electronic or electrically related. So we had to work very hard to weatherproof that. And again, I'm going to give credit to our maintenance uh, department, who's done a very excellent job the past four or five years. And then also our frontline employees, station agents, reporting that, you know, there's an issue here and we're getting it 
very aggressive in getting those issues uh, taken care of, especially leaking roofs. Leak, we, you know, we used to have leaks into our train control rooms. We had a program over the past year and a half that went out and replaced all of those roofs. Um, so it's time and effort, but I think we finally have, have turned the corner and gotten there. Yeah, so when you see that forecast that a big storm is coming, we've done the preparation work. From an OCC perspective, uh, we see the train slow down when we get that really stormy condition. Tell me about that decision. How is it made, and what does it take to make that call? It's an automatic call. For us, um, The our, remember, our fleet is one of the oldest in the country. Quite frankly, even though it's the, one of the oldest, it has one of the better reliability rates right now. And one of the things we've done to, to keep that is, when we know we have a storm coming in, especially the first storm of the year, but for all wet weather, any inclement weather, we put what we call a rain file. And at certain strategic points throughout the system, what that does is that slows down the acceleration. The train will still hit its, its ultimate top speed, but what it does is it slows down the acceleration and deceleration so that we don't get slip spin of the wheels, where the wheels are spinning, grinding out our rails, and what that does is that causes a flat spot on the wheel, which means we would have to take that train out of service. So we really try and avoid conditions that would create that element. Yeah, and in the Bay Area, of course, you have microclimates. Uh, it's going to feel a lot different in Walnut Creek or Antioch than it's going to feel in Daly City. So I would imagine that's a factor. Yeah, those are factors as well. So many times you will have extremely, especially in the morning, in the valleys of the East Bay, you'll have extremely cold weather. Um, the other day, it, you had snow in the Livermore Hills. So we're having to deal with icing over there, whereas in San Francisco, and it's mostly tunnels, and then, you know, you get the fog out towards the, uh, the airport. It's a different kind of weather. But our operators are very good at reporting those deficiencies into Central. And we then, if we can't take care of it from, you know, dialing down the acceleration, deceleration, we will then send out maintenance crews to try and do some other work in that area. So it's not necessarily one size fit all when a storm comes in. We kind of adapt based upon the environment and where the conditions are occurring. And that's correct. We have checklists which are very, very broad, generalized checklists to make sure you hit all your elements of what you need to, to, to observe and report. But each situation, it's based on the experience of the managers and the controllers and the personnel within the control center and also our, our personnel wayside. Yeah, and I would imagine safety is always at BART the top concern, especially when it comes to dealing with inclement weather. Yeah. Talk about how that comes into play, and I'm thinking even specifically about dwell times and allowing folks that extra time they need, uh, sometimes when the platforms are slippery. The, when the platforms are, slip, are slippery, we don't necessarily um, shorten our door dwells in the schedule, but what we do is the operators are observing and they know and they see people uh, coming down and they won't you know, just shut the doors, although I'm sure some people have had that experience in the past. But our operators are taught to observe and watch. Now, if we have a big group of people coming in that's transferred from another train, we'll hold those trains. But for our typical door cycle, it typically is put onto the operator to watch, observe. We don't want people running. No one should be running across a platform, whether it's dry or, or wet to board our trains. So the operators should be observing this and leaving their doors open uh, longer to let people board safely. I'm speaking with Fred Edwards, the manager of the Operations Control Center here at BART. And Fred, from your perspective in the Control Center, you're watching the entire operation. We've talked a lot uh, about storm conditions, about the rain. 
uh, are there any other elements that are cause for concern? I know heat can cause some problems as well. It's not just the rain necessarily that we uh, are concerned with at BART. Yeah, different weather elements give you different factors, right? So with heat, it's not necessarily the failure of the cars themselves, but heat causes our ribbon rail, our running rail, to sometimes kink if it's extreme heat. And it could just be that in that spot, the heat gets up to enough to make make the metal swell. And then when it gets cold or starts to cool down, it shrinks again. That can cause some conditions in, in, the, in the rail. So we watch for those. When we see those, again, we, we isolate and we run around until we can get those items fixed. But every weather uh, condition, we, as you said before, we have a lot of microclimates. And we've gotten very, we have a lot of experience in uh, understanding what part of our system as it's spread out over 120 some odd miles, has what kind of condition during what time of the year. And I would think that's important too, is that experience. And it really is a team response to these sorts of things and knowing what to expect and, and having had that experience to respond to all sorts of different situations, I would imagine that pays off now. Yeah, it takes a year for one of my train controllers to get certified, to go from the process of being hired into BART to begin being certified and becoming a certified train controller. It's about a year process. That doesn't give them the experience. So it's those other controllers that's been here for five, 10 and 15 years that gain the experience. We do lessons learned. Just before you came in my office today, I was doing a lessons learned for an incident that occurred yesterday. So we do look at our incidents, look at our failures, and we try and learn from them. And we put those in a book and we, you know, through our recertification process and our training process, we review those lessons learned. So those are passed down. And it's interesting too that especially when we get that wet weather, people really do count on us because nobody wants to drive in those sorts of conditions. So not only are we dealing with the elements, but a lot of times we can even be dealing with more riders than usual. That is correct as well. Um, BART is an extremely reliable service. Our average on time right now is 93 to 94 percent, and we're going to make that even higher uh, as we continue on to the years with the new fleet that's coming in. So what you will see is that people complain if we're five to ten minutes late, which we promise we're going to get you where you need to go within five minutes of the time we tell you you're going to get there. But as many of us know, when you're on the highway and it's raining, many times that hour ride or that 30-minute ride is extended by 15 minutes or 20 minutes the longer you have to go. So BART is a very viable uh, alternative when it is inclement weather out, and we do see an increase in ridership for that reason. I'm sure you hear it. We all hear it from, from riders. that They want to ride us in the rain, but there's frustration because they're late. Mm -hmm. What do you want them to know? What would be your message to those folks that have those concerns? What would you tell them? Well, we, we do run a slightly slower service so that we can get you there. Um, we don't want to stress the equipment and take, have to take trains out of service. Just like you don't drive fast on the highway, our trains slow down and don't ride fast on the rails. Remember, there's still wheels on a still rail. And so if you go too fast, you can get the slip spin, which will cause wear and tear, sometimes excessive, where we have to take a train out of service. So we'd rather get you there and get you there safely than speed and break down everything and maybe not get you there so safe. Fred, thanks very much for your time with us. Anytime. We love having you. Fred Edwards, our manager of the Operations Control Center. Now here's the second part of our podcast with John Flores, the superintendent of BART's Vehicle Trouble Desk. 
and I'm now in the Operations Control Center, and I'm speaking with John Flores, who's the superintendent of the Vehicle Trouble Desk here at BART. John, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast. Welcome. I'm glad to be here. I think a lot of our uh, riders may not necessarily know that BART even has a Vehicle Trouble Desk. What is that, and, and what's your job here? Well, we're uh, here to basically keep the trains on time. If there's a problem on a train, uh, the operator calls it in. He talks to the supervisor, and the supervisor listens to the complaint. And if we can fix it over the radio, we do. If it's a more serious problem, we have mainline technicians stationed throughout the system. And we'll call a tech to go meet the train and we pick it up as soon as we can hopefully it's just something we can reset very quickly or cut out and keep the train on time that is our goal stay on time and i would think a key to that is all the experience that this team has you guys have kind of seen everything at this point and that's especially important when it comes to dealing with the rain here in the bay area obviously we need all the rain that we can get uh, but for bart it can raise some challenges tell us what some of the issues are that come up when we see significant rain for uh, the, the significant impact on our train cars when we have rain one of the biggest things that can happen are uh, flats the wheels are steel wheels on steel rails. If they lock up and slide, you'll get flat spots on the wheel. So as you, the train goes down the tracks, you'll hear bump, 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 and it'll get faster and faster as the train goes faster. And um, you know when that happens, it pounds the rails. It can damage them. So we take the tr car out of service, take it in, cut the wheels so they're round again. What are, some, what are some of the other issues that can come up when it rains for our train cars? Oh, gee whiz, the doors uh, will have an issue. The doors can, uh, um, when it's raining, they get slow just a little bit, and that, that'll hold us up. Also, when it's wet and raining, it's kind of cold. Uh, we can have some suspension issues, which we can usually reset. A tech will board up. We can cycle some circuit breakers and bring the car back up to where it's level with the platform again. Is this is the sort of thing that happens commonly with railroads? Is, in other words, this isn't necessarily something that's unique to BART? It probably is common to all railroads because most of them are suspended the way ours are. So, yeah, I would say it is common. You know, we, we think we cover everything pretty well. You know, we uh, go through and run a, a PM check on all the doors, PM preventive maintenance. We verify all the doors are operating properly. We double check the windshield wipers, make sure they're going to stay on the windshield because with the train is going 70 miles an hour and you get the wind blowing at it, the wiper becomes very important. And I'm speaking with John Flores, the superintendent of the Vehicle Trouble Desk here in BART's Operations Control Center. We're seeing more fleet of the future trains coming into service at this point. A lot of folks, of course, are very excited about that. But when it comes to dealing with these challenges, uh, when it comes to weather, is there any difference between the new cars and the old cars? Oh, I would have to say um, night and day. The fleet of the future are 21st century, brand new. The old cars, you know, bless them. They were designed in the 60s. Most of them went into service in the 70s. The technology change is just, it's night and day. It, it's going from a television where you have to get up and walk across the, the room to change the channel to sitting in your remote and uh, uh, watching Netflix. 
night and day. Uh, we're, we don't have the door issues with them, and they're more solid from the rails up. Uh, we haven't had the braking issues. We don't have the propulsion issues. And we haven't had the, we don't have a lot of them on the property yet, but we haven't had the heating issues, the air conditioning issues that we had with the old cars. And you guys really stay on top of this when it comes to the vehicle trouble desk. And I mentioned all of the experience that goes into that. How long have you been here at BART? And give us a sense for the team. Uh, there really are a lot of folks that have been here and, again, have seen everything and, and had to respond to it. Yeah, I've been here uh, 28 years now and uh, came in in 91. Um, I've got mainline techs that came here in the 80s. A lot that got here in the 90s, a few that got here in the 2000s, but it's a well-oiled crew. They uh, uh, work well together. You know, it's a great crew. And how does it work? So you guys are monitoring the trains. When you hear about a problem, what happens? When we hear there's a problem, whether it's reported directly from the train operator or if we just overhear the train operator telling the train controller about it, um, we're immediately looking to see where the train is, what its next station will be. We will call the mainline tech either on the phone or the radio to make sure he gets up out of his office and into position, ready to go forward to meet the train. The timing is critical, and I would think this is a case where literally seconds can matter in terms of the impact to the customer, and that's why it's so important to have that rapid response. Yeah, it is important to have a rapid response, and we uh, we pride ourselves on getting to the platforms as soon as we can, getting on that next train. If we're at 19th Street and we need to get up to Rockridge Station, you know, we, we're waiting for that train to come in. The trains run 15 minutes apart if you miss this train, all of a sudden, you that's several stations where you haven't been able to respond. And I know preparation goes into preparing the train cars, but as an OCC staff, you see a big storm is coming. How do you respond to that? What sort of preparation do you do in terms of having the necessary personnel, having the mainline techs in position? What happens there? Pretty much there's not a lot of change. We're always ready for whatever's going to come our way. There, we don't have to make special changes for the weather. Whether it's hot, cold, we're there for you. John Flores, superintendent of the Vehicle Trouble Desk here in the Operations Control Center. John, thanks so much for your time with this. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Chris. And thank you for listening to Hidden Tracks, Stories from BART. You can listen to our podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and, of course, at our website, BART.gov slash podcasts.